Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool 2, Aston Villa 1. Home sweet home. Feels good to be back, eh? I'm just surprised that we won at home. I, I don't remember what that feels like, but uh, I mean, <laughs> and I'll be honest, I didn't think we were winning this one after the first half. I knew we were not winning this one, right? So even as we were texting, I actually stopped watching after halftime for a few minutes. So you know what? I stopped watching after halftime for a few minutes, not not because we were losing, but because I cannot take VAR anymore. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I understand the original concept that they wanted for VAR, but I mean, is taking away all the passion and logic in, in the game part of it? Cause I mean, he wasn't offside. I don't know what the, the Pythagorean triangles they're drawing and the, the square root of pi is and God knows what they're doing there. Like, He's not offside, move on. Like, it's not clear and obvious. So, I mean, we won in the end, so I'm happy. The only thing I'll say about the the disallowed goal was I liked Firmino's reaction after it, which yeah, was he, he was almost... Angry. Yeah, he was angry. He didn't want to celebrate. He's like, this is where we need to be. This like, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like, come on, right? So I was actually really happy with his reaction. It seemed like he meant business and he wanted... He wasn't interested in celebrating a tying goal. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, that would have been the first goal at Anfield in in um, open play open play there you go and so in, um, in how many games do I want to know <laughs> how many months let's talk about months it's been like four months since no, mid-December I don't think it was it's been what it since what the West it? Brom game oh my the money god goal, that's the last goal from open play at Anfield that we've scored that's right? so y- you can imagine that after the relief of finally scoring a goal and it was taken away from them, I mean, who knows what their mental state would have been coming out of um, halftime. I mean, let's be honest. It's hard not to, as a player, you know, I mean, these are still people. It's hard not to feel like they are against you, whoever they may be, whether it be this terrible ref, whether it be FIFA, whether it be EPL, like it's hard to feel like they're not against you when every single call seems to go against you, when you've been the cleanest team for years and this year you cannot buy a call every time they go down, you're calling for it. Like I can see where that's hard, but what I will say is when they scored the goal, when, when we scored, when Firmino scored and it went to VAR, I messaged you right away. VAR will take this away. And you were like, why did you see something? And I'm like, no, he was fully on side, but they'll find a way to take it away. I was I was as convinced as the rest of the world and the commentators and everybody else that it was clearly on side and there's no way that even VAR could take this away. But I was worried when I started seeing the dotted lines and everything else because then I knew, you know, I've watched this movie before, right? <laughs> this is where they now <laughs> shift the lines and somehow make it seem as if the 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 sleeve of his shirt is in line with the defender's <laughs> kneecap or whatever it is, right? I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm back to like, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know what the purpose of VAR is. I don't know what problem they're fixing, but it's definitely not in favor of Liverpool. And it turned out to be not in favor of Liverpool. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was a good game that we won it. Fantastic. We were for, you know, about what, two and a half hours. We were in fourth place. Um, so that was nice. 
Yeah. Uh, Chelsea couldn't do us a favor. Um, but I mean, look, we're, we won the game. We've put pressure on those around us, which is really what matters. Um, it's going to be a big day uh, on Sunday in the EPL to see what some of the other teams around us do. But I mean, at the end of the day, look, we held up our end of the bargain. Um, honestly, I didn't love their first goal. I know a lot of people are talking about how that was Kabak's fault. Um, you know what? In all honesty, to to defend him, he was in the wrong position because the midfield gave it away. And he did what he could to try to um, get back in position, but it was always going to be kind of an uphill fight for him. He was always going to be um, a step behind. I don't know. What did you think, Allison? Should have you had that one? Yeah, it's... I wouldn't say it's concerning because he's a good goalie and I'm not really concerned for his in, in terms of his form. But it's interesting that he's given up the same goal twice in a week now. Right? Yeah. So it, it, I'm, I'm I wondering, thought so too. Is, is that a weakness that has been all of a sudden uncovered where he's unsighted by his defenders and then if you kick it in between his arm and his, um, his, uh, his body, he doesn't know whether to use his legs or his, his hands. What I'll say is I actually can't remember the last time I've seen Allison save a shot with his foot. Like he doesn't really he do that, like really do that. Yeah. spread the legs and, and put it out like some other keepers do. Yeah. He always seems to go for the hand. And I wonder if maybe someone's picked up on that and the shot to take now is right next to his foot because yeah. he doesn't use his foot. Maybe. Right. I don't know. And, and if and, teams have not thought of that, don't listen to me. I know nothing. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to give away any trade yeah. secrets here. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's Kabak's fault, but I'm just wondering if there's something more going on to where he's been unsighted by his defense twice twice in a row now, and he's conceded in ex- the exact same manner off a shot that you would think should be savable, but I can understand why it wasn't. Um. I mean, again, he still had a good game. He was defensively there. Um, he's he's so wide-ranging, almost like a sweeper, that he prevents a lot of potential um, chances. So how about that one where... Oof, I know which one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for that one, I think he was right not to blast it because the, the, the player was right in front of him. But it was a poor ball back from, I think it was Phillips. So he so that one was not on Allison. He got put in a bad position. Yeah, but um, he was still a little bit too casual for my liking with that. I don't know. He's gone to the like Trent school of casual play, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. Like they're not that I don't think they know they need to win, but there's a little bit too much casualness going on in the team in general. Um, and I think that's why Milner played ninety. Yeah, I think so too. There's no other reason why he should have played ninety minutes. The one thing I will say on, is on a yellow card. On a yellow, what was that yellow? Okay, so he made a slide where he got all of the ball, none of the man. Then the man ran into him, and he got carded with the yellow. So I'll be honest, I was actually kind of impressed with Milner that he didn't lose it on the key, on the ref at that point because that was a terrible call. It's not that there wasn't a foul. If there's a foul, it was actually on the other guy. So it was it was very very poor refereeing. Of course, this guy is famous for being horrible at his job. Um, But I mean, so, you know, Milner did play a decent game. I don't think there was anything that I kind of had against him. Um, And yeah, I think at this point, I don't know if it's sad or problematic or just the way it is, 
I feel like you need a Milner or a Hendo on for 90 minutes or, you know, things may go sideways. It's sad. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's sad because Milner should not be playing in our midfield for 90 minutes. He just, it's, yeah. He, he's, he's just too, too far uh, below the, the, the pace and and he's always getting caught out with late tackles and sometimes giving away poor balls. But it is true that we do need some type of leadership on the team. And it's sad that we, we have to depend on those two players for that. So, I mean, speaking of giving away poor balls, what is going on? Like, everybody is giving away the ball. Like, even to the point where Jeannie was giving the ball away and not, like, challenged. Just, like, passing it to the other team. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what's going on. Like we, we didn't used to be the type of team that would have that many giveaways. We were generally careful with the ball. We'd force giveaways the other way, but it, it feels like we're, we're not that anymore. I'm, I'm very surprised. Yeah. So I feel like it's a symptom of their collective um, lack of, of confidence, right? They're being a little bit, too careful and not allowing the game to flow naturally through them and overthinking, trying too hard and doing the simple things. And sometimes when you're too careful, you just make really obvious mistakes. Well, I mean, at this my point, theory, I could be wrong. They're, they're obvious. Like, like I understand if you're fighting for the ball and, you know, maybe you get pushed or maybe you make a mistake, fine. But it feels like some of these are just like passing it five feet to the other team. Yeah. Like, okay, you're trying a through ball. It's not going to work. It's going to intercept it. I get that. But you're just making a simple outlet pass and you're literally putting it at the other team's feet. I, I'm i having a hard time with it. I suspect Klopp's having a hard time with it. And um, especially when you compare it to the teams we're playing, right? So when you compare it against Real Madrid, let's say, in the midweek or oof, Aston Villa yeah. today, they make it seem so simple that, oh, my teammate's there, let me pass to him, <laughs> right? Yeah. And we turn that into a science and well we'll turn it into rocket science and we're not doing too well with it yeah i mean it's 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 not great to give you an idea we lost possession today more than aston villa Hmm. so we had 87 lost possessions for 74 for aston villa admittedly we had more passes like double the passes we had almost double the possession um so it makes sense that we might have given it up more but you would think, again, looking at last year and the year before team, giving the ball away was not something we did. We we got the ball back quickly and then kept it. So this is definitely a change. The other one, so I would be remiss if I didn't go on a rant about, oh my God, can our forward score? <laughs> because this would have been a completely different game if we had a forward who could score on a breakaway. Like... I'm I'm at my wits end with Salah. You know, he is a good player. He has lots of good qualities. But, you know, at this level with a team in this situation, you know, we're fighting for a Champions League spot. We're having a hard time scoring from open play. You have a breakaway on the goalie, put it away. It just occurred to me right now, because uh, I'm, I'm replaying the, the miss in my head. Was he actually trying to recover the ball after touching it around the goalie no or, I, was he 
He thought he put it in, and then he realized it was going wide, so then he started going for it, and then he realized he wouldn't get it. That would be unforgivable if that's what he was actually trying to. It's all unforgivable. So, (laughs) to be clear, Salah putting it wide is completely unforgivable, and Mane, the last play of the game, like, I'm... I'm... I'm glad that I've lost my hair because I'd be pulling it out. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, you know, at that level, again, it didn't hurt us. It was the last play of the game. It's fine. But I mean, you have a breakaway. Your two choices on a breakaway are you put it across the box to Jota, who would score, or you put it short post. You don't shoot across because the goalie's leaning that way to protect the pass. And it feels like, A, he has no confidence in his shot. And B, he's got no footballing IQ because he took literally the wrong choice. And and we had our two goal-scoring machines that are the guys that are supposed to carry us who both missed a breakaway today. Like, what do you do with that? How, how can this be on the defense? How can it be on the midfield? How can it be on Klopp? How can it be on anyone other than your forwards who can't score on breakaways? Yeah. So for Mane, not that I'll defend him, but I'll. I think I'll explain. I, I think was it today he turned twenty nine or recently, right? So he's turned twenty nine now. Turned twenty nine, not eighty nine. Yeah, no, he, he turned twenty nine. He he arrived when he was twenty three, right? Just moving into his prime years, so he was very raw, and you could tell. And this, the Mane we're seeing now, is very similar to the Mane we all saw at Southampton just before he came to Liverpool, right? And he worked extremely hard, and I'm sure the coaches, Klopp and everybody else, in the past three, two, three years to really build up his, his footballing IQ, um, learn how to take the right shots, and master his technique. And, and I, I think that the amount of VAR decisions that have gone against him this season have really played on his confidence, and he's... He's he's kind of thrown all of that out now. Where and and referee calls in his defense. Yeah, referee calls. He can't seem calls. to be, he can't seem to get anything exactly. And that that body check off the ball against Real, maybe that was still playing in his head. I don't know. It seems like that happens every game. Like, it really does. There's really there's always a play where he's he's you know in their area or close to the area. He's checked. He's fouled. It's not called, and then the other team attacks, and sometimes they score, sometimes they don't. Right. But it's it's one of those like blindingly obvious. You're not really sure how it's possible to misplays, and I can I can potentially see again. I I I don't want to be forgiving because I'm angry, but I can potentially see how that could be like on his mind a lot. Yeah, and and, and so so um, what I was trying to say is he seems to have forgotten a lot of the good habits and techniques that he's learned in the past two three years, which is unfortunate. So I hope. Are they? He's not playing any international football this summer, is he? Um, I I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, so hopefully he can just clear his mind, come back, and remind us of of the the Sadio Mane that we all no no no. We need we need Mane back so we can make Champions League because after what Real did to us a few days ago, we're I, gonna need to make top four. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're getting him back this season. And I think that breakaway could have been pivotal. If he had scored it, that would have been great. But more importantly, I think he should have passed it to Jota to take the pressure off himself. 
because I think that's part of it. He's putting he's putting too much pressure on himself to to score. And yeah, like, I mean, at at the end of the day, like you know, I'm I'm critical of of Jotens of uh, Mane and Salah, um, and and in my in what I'll say is I feel I'm rightly critical. They are uh, top of the food chain predators on a top of the food chain team, so they need to deliver. Um, you know. I feel I don't think he's a bad player. There's something mental there. And I agree with you. I think if he had scored today, I think it might have been a bit of a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but this will only keep building it in his head. And maybe it's a good sign that he decided to take the shot. You're criticizing his technique, right? But I'm criticizing him even taking the shot. But perhaps I should think otherwise that maybe that shows that he is serious about regaining form this season because the easy thing would have been to pass to Jota, right? Well, yeah, except for the fact that the goalie was leaning to the far post because yeah. he was expecting or at least trying to protect against the pass. So the only shot you had was to the near post. And he didn't see it. And I mean, I, I don't know. It's just frustrating. At that level, you know, again, think about this game if Salah scores on his breakaway. It's a completely different game. We're we're probably cruising. You know, we know what we're doing. Everybody's more confident. But I think if I if I read the stat correctly, we have not scored in the first forty minutes of a game. This is our sixteenth straight game that we haven't scored in the first forty. That's minutes. That's incredible. That really is because, to your point, we have had opportunity. We do get opportunities, right? Some games like the Real Madrid. Um, that just happens, right? But for the most part, we do we are getting those opportunities, right? Have, I I don't have the number in front of me of the number of of shots on target that we've had at Anfield before we scored from open play today, right? So, yeah, it it is it is it is down to the forwards, but it's also down to the way the team is being set up and um, the need to make the right changes, right? So having Jota as a striker is fantastic, but why are we playing him on the left wing? Why are we playing Mane oh, down the middle? Why I not know. just play? Jota. Jota needs in the middle. Mane means on the right wing. Like, there's just not much more to it. Yeah. Robertson needs a break. He, need, he is yeah. tired. I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, honestly, actually, Fabinho didn't look great today. He no. had a number of giveaways. He was beaten a few times. I was actually not super impressed with him today. Yeah, he, he was average. He wasn't bad. He wasn't as bad as he was in midweek, but he was average. And it's too bad that we're not going to see him play as a defensive midfielder consistently for the next the, the rest of the season because Klopp just loves pushing him back at the back <laughs> pushing him back to the back um, he did not look good when he went to the back so the last whatever minutes he was there I was yeah. thoroughly unimpressed he, it's it's not that he was much worse than he's usually been but I mean he gave up a dangerous chance that I feel if Kabak had been there he wouldn't have given up agreed but again, we were pushing for a goal. Um, so let's let's get to the goal. So so their goal was, I mean, you know, Kabak, maybe you could fault him, although a person I don't think so. Allison maybe could have stopped it. Um, it really came down to a giveaway in the midfield. And and I hate to be critical and I hate to be, say this over and over, but that was their the you know that was Aston Villa's sec- second good chance to score and they scored it. We had to that point nine shots or something like that, and we still hadn't put it in. We had like one on net, 
Like we're, we're at the point where we're taking shots at least that's good, but we're not scoring, you know, and to give you an idea for the game, we had, um, a total of 11 shots and seven on target, which is actually better than I thought, but three of them were blocked. So, I mean, we're, we're just, we're not doing enough, frankly. Oh, sorry. That's in the second half in the whole game. We had 23 shots total. 10 on target. So less than half of them are making it on. And that's just not going to cut it. Like, I mean, okay. Salah's breakaway was wide. I mean, I've already beaten that one to death, Mm -hmm. but you know, like just, just look at the difference. Aston Villa had the, the header on the, uh, the free kick that they missed. Okay. It was on net at least, but Allison saved it. The second chance they had, they scored the second chance we had, we didn't score. Like we just need too many chances to get our goals. That's what it feels like right now. So the goal that they scored, um, that Allison had a hand on, do you think that we had similar opportunities, but their goalie just saved it? I or think we had... They end up just blocking it. We had as good opportunities, but we sailed them wide and okay. and they were blocked. So they had seven block shots today. Mm-hmm. So that is, I mean, frankly, that's pretty amazing. We had zero block shots. Um, again, that's not to knock our defenders. That's more to knock our forwards. So, Seven of 23 shots are blocked. So that's about 30% of them. That's a lot of block shots. So they took seven shots that were blocked? or no, We took 23 shots. Seven of them were blocked. By Aston Villa. By Aston Villa. And we didn't block any of their shots. We did not block any. They had nine shots, five on target, four off target, none blocked. So who do you blame in, in that case? The defender or? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I can honestly say the only really good chance that they had was probably the goal and the play before it where they got the header. Although that header was, would have been difficult to score. Yeah. Do I, do I think they could have scored it? Sure. But you were, it was a moving header trying to generate power. It wasn't an easy goal. We tend to give up that that particular header a lot, I've noticed. Even last week we did. And it always yes. goes into Allison's hands. So I wonder if that's by design or if Trent just is not interested in, in defending it. Wait, Trent is interested in defending when that happened? <laughs> so no, Trent Trent's not going to defend those. Uh, it was a misplay. It was a broken play because nobody covered their runner. Um, but realistically, I can honestly say, I feel like they only had one big chance in so, the game. So while I agree with you that our strikers should be finishing in order to not keep us in these situations, if we also look at you know, what you just said, how we tend to always get blocked and they and we don't block them, you, there could be an argument to suggest that the goalie and or the defense is not doing their job if they're scoring off less opportunities. We should be scoring absolutely on the chances we have, but we shouldn't be just allowing them to score off the, the first two opportunities. And it's consistent throughout the season, so it's not just a one-off. No, I, I would agree. I mean, I feel like, and I'm sure if I look at the numbers, um, Liverpool's opponents are scoring regularly on fewer chances. Right. That's just the case. Um, and really what it comes down to is they are converting where we are not. Um, there have been times or you, when, or you could also say it, you know, they are 
we are conceding when they are not, right? Yeah, but I mean, so it's, it it's difficult because you look at like the, the goal that they scored today. Kabak just wasn't in the right position because we had a giveaway in the midfield. There's there you not, go. Okay. There's not so, really much you can do so as that, a defender. That, had, that has nothing to do with Mo Salah. Yeah, but if right? Salah had put away his chance in before that, or if we had gotten more shots on net and potentially scored them, then it just the game has a different complexion. I agree. It opens up the other team. Yeah. And we get and we generate more chances from that. Absolutely. But my point is I think there's a collective malaise in, in, in the team that starts from the top and it finishes with Allison. Right? So in, in this conversation we've we've agreed that the forwards are not defending, the midfielders are giving the ball away, the defenders are out of position, and Allison is just letting balls in because he doesn't want to save with his feet, right? So that's the entire team. So and hold on, hold on. I don't want to say Allison doesn't want to, okay, right. but but yes, there's something in general as a whole going on with the team. Yeah, um, I'm laying it on the forwards because to me that's very that that's just much more of a simple equation, which is you get a breakaway, you score a breakaway. That's 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 just the way football goes. But as a midfielder, you have the ball, you 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 give off a good pass, right? As yeah. a defender, you you get your 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 footwork correct to ensure that you're in the right position. As well, a goalkeeper, you save a ball that's close to your body, right? I mean, in theory, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, you're blowing up my whole argument. I can't be mad at Salah. I'll still be mad. But I, I agree. There is definitely, like, the, the giveaways in the midfield today were not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to fault Kavak. He probably could have done better. But he's still, what is he, 21? Yeah, he turned 21, just, like, just turned 21. You know, I, I'm i not sure how much more he could have done. Um, and at least he, he he slid. He tried to block it. I haven't seen many of our defenders try to do that. Or many of our players, I mean. Yeah, he, he definitely, he's trying. I would say him and uh, and Nat Phillips look good today. Again, another day of, of Phillips looking better and better. Um, I thought he was very good today. Um, aerials, 10 of 12 one. The guy is unreal in the air. Um, honestly, I, and we were having this conversation before. I, I know that I'm kind of worried and I know you're worried that he's reckless in the air, but he's just winning all of these. Like reckless guys injure people and don't win the ball. He's not hurting people and he's getting the ball. And I don't know how he's doing it. So I've literally watched it in slow-mo. I've watched it over and over. I don't know what he does to get there. But in the air, this guy is doing an amazing job. And it makes you wonder, because he's what, 6'4", 6'5", maybe? I don't even know if he's that tall. Maybe, okay. 6'3", 6'4", right? Yeah. So he's he's just showing how basic it can be. I'm taller than you. I'm going to jump for the ball. I'm going to get it. And that's it. Right? Yeah. There's really no reason for a taller person to not head the ball when competing with somebody that's not as tall if if you both have the same technique. Yeah, I mean I I don't know if it's desire. I don't know. There's there's gotta be a certain skill um that he's got that other people just don't. Yeah. I I think he's just decided or not decided but he just knows this is my strong point, and he he just works on it, works on it, works on it. But he's also improving other parts of his game. Yeah, I mean, I can you can tell very easily that he's making uh, good long passes. 
Um, he's, he's trying them at least. Um, I would honestly say I thought today his long pass were actually better than Kabak's, where I felt like Kabak has those passes that kind of go flying out of bounds. They, they ping low and hard. And yeah. He's where he's 6'3". So, yeah. uh, so Phillips had two of his six long balls were accurate. So that's, I mean, not great, but compare that to Kabak who had zero of five. Yeah. And I'm, I'm more impressed. Well, zero of five, that's bad, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm more impressed with Nat Phillips's passes on the deck, right? Uh, yeah, so he's... Nat Phillips on the deck, he had 61 passes, most in the team. 61? 61 passes wow. for 86% accuracy. That's, that's good. So he's doing well. Yeah. Like, legitimately, he's doing well on the passes. So 86% accuracy on the passes, and our team was 83. That's very good. So yeah. he's bringing up our passing average, and, which, and... again, you would expect for a defender. And, and also his passes, you know, that it, it's not like he's just passing sideways back before that. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of that, but he's also looking with intent. He's looking for Trent. He's cutting in the midfield to, to Tiago, to Fabinho, to whoever's there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with that aspect of his game. It's, it's, it's a long way since his first game um, that he played for us. Who did he play again? In the, the first game at Anfield? Oh, I don't remember. That's months ago. West Ham? I think it might be something like that. Yeah. West so. Ham. Yeah. Again, I remember back then he booted everything out. Right. And he and it, was, and was effectively probably... benched for that for like three months. No, actually, I was going to say that was probably on instruction. I, I think that was Klopp telling you, hey, listen, you, you know. You don't know what you're doing. Just, just boot it out. Yeah, just boot it out. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's he's taken three months, four months, whatever it is to learn his trade. And he's doing it well because today he looked good. He's been looking good game after game. I know there are comments that he's not always in the right position, but again, I think people overlook the fact that he needs to shade for Alexander-Arnold. Mm. So he's not playing a straight centre-back position. He's playing a centre-back position who needs to cover for his wing-back for the simple fact that Alexander-Arnold has been given other instructions to go up the wing. Um, and so he's got a difficult position. I think he's playing it well. He's still... You know, 23, 24, I think he turned 24. Um, and he hasn't had a lot of first-team football, I think. I think we're we're all forgetting that this is Phillips and Kabak, what, the fifth game of their partnership? Mm-hmm. Really do think about that. If we were five games into the season and we were seeing these two guys and this had been the first time they played together, we'd be like, hey, these guys are starting to gel well. They're starting to understand. This is the first time they gave up a goal in a game, right. like in an EPL game. EPL, We'd yeah. be impressed. Yeah. Instead, this is the 20th partnership that we've had on defense. <laughs> These guys have been together. I think this is their fifth game. This is their first EPL game they've given up a goal on. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing well. Even even the goal, it wasn't great. There were mistakes made by the midfield, by the defense, and by the goalie. But look, at the end of the day, they're still playing well. It's still one goal. And, you know, both of them are being aggressive defensively and snuffing out chances before they happen. I think the advantage that Nat Phillips brings is you can he's clearly driven and he, he clearly is strong mentally, right? Um, and I think he doesn't have the... So because he wasn't around the team last season to celebrate the, the EPL and even the, the year before uh, the Champions League, I think maybe he may have been as part of the larger squad, but he wasn't in, in, in the, in the, on the subs bench or anything like that. So I don't, I think he's not as hit. He, he, 
this season is not hitting him as hardly as, as as the others, right? Where everything seems to be going wrong for them. And last season, we're all talking about how this could be the the greatest EPL team ever. Now that statement sounds like a complete farce, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. they, must, they must be playing on, on on their minds, and they haven't been able to walk out to Anfield with 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 the EPL trophy that they worked so hard um, for last season. So they probably are feeling a little bit sorry for, for themselves. He's just focused on this is my opportunity. Let me show everybody what I can do. I mean, he's and taking he has, advantage of it. He doesn't have any of that baggage. No. Well, I mean, he doesn't have the baggage. I also look at the way he plays, and I wonder if the baggage would matter. Because when he sees a ball that's within his general vicinity, he just makes it He his. just simplified the game. Yeah. And I, and I don't know. That's I mean, true. in all honesty, there are times where I sit there and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to foul a guy. But he just goes, I don't know, through him, around him. Like, I'm I'm not sure how he gets his hand on the ball, but he's he's winning those. And he, to your point, he simplifies the game. Yeah. There's ball, get it out. There's ball, head it out. There's ball, pass it out. It's, it's, he plays a very simple game and he's doing it well. And, and I mean, he's acquitted himself very well. Again, I know, I think we've, we've talked about defenders before and we've said like, He's 24, so he's not as young as Kabak. But defenders peak at 28, 29. So we still got half a decade before he peaks. There's a lot for him to go. And he's only, what, like seven, eight games into his EPL career. Yeah. Right? Like he hasn't played first team football. So this is new to him. So imagine if, if let's take away the Liverpool. Let's take away the Champions League. Let's take away fighting for a top four spot. This is a guy who's seven or eight games into his EPL career. If you looked at him today, you'd be like, that guy's solid. Yeah, I agree completely. And I would like for him to stay at Liverpool if he got game time. But if he gets game time next season, it means something's gone wrong somewhere. <laughs> something's gone horribly right? wrong again. So, We're now down to our sixth, seventh, yeah. and eighth uh, defense. Uh, defense right? Uh, yeah. So because of that, I would say I hope that he's sold. Because yeah, it, it's win-win. Yeah, he's he's too good to sit on the bench. Yeah, and and he, you know, he, we can see how much he's learned in seven games. I mean, who knows how much more he'll learn playing week in, week out. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only worry I would have about selling him is I feel like we sell him, and after a full season, he might just become a stud. Like, he'll, he won't become Van Dyke. He doesn't have the speed. Right. He doesn't have, you know, the footwork. But... I mean, he's got the chance. He's got, I think people look at him and say he's got not a very high ceiling. But he's seven or eight games into his career. Like, there's still a lot of ceiling to go. He's still got a lot to learn about position, about the little tricks of the trade. Scoring from corners. Scoring from corners. Like, he's got a lot to learn there that can make him very valuable. So, I mean, I agree with you. I hope they sell him because he needs he needs first team. He deserves first team. Um, I'd love to keep him, but I feel like it would be, you know, too bad for him. I mean, if we were going to be honest today, who would be my, my, my man of the game, man of the match, I think it would be him. He played solid in the air. He was, you know, 10 of 12 aerial duels. One is outstanding. What else can you say? Um, and he won three of four on the ground. Like he's winning his battles. He's getting the ball out of trouble. He had seven clearances, um, two tackles. He was only dribbled by once the whole game. You know, he did a he did very very well. Yeah, I would I, I would agree too. 
I would say that he he would also be my man of the match. Would we uh, would we not want to give it to Trent for? I was I was just about to ask you about Trent. Uh, aside from the goal, how do you think he played today? Um, I mean, okay, just a normal Trent game, right? A normal, but I mean, a normal Trent game of late, unfortunately, which is, I wasn't super impressed. He didn't do anything spectacular, but he didn't, you know, scuff it up like he did against Real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not setting himself apart as a right back, to be honest. Um, what I will say is, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, so frankly, clearly we know what we're talking about more than other people. He needs to be in the midfield. That goal today showed you what he does in the midfield. He knows how to pass. Um, I find his runs down the right wing and crosses are good and nice, but I find he's much more dangerous and doing a lot more when he cuts in. And today he cut in off the left because he was on the left from, you know, the change of play. And, you know, he, he did what a guy with his skill would do, which is you get the ball just outside the box and you know where you need to put it. You know, we've talked about teams packing the box against us. The way you, you break that is you score from outside the box mm-hmm. and they had a packed box he knew he couldn't take a direct shot, so he curved it into the corner. And and if we had that game in and game out, it would force other teams to bring guys out of the box to defend against it, which would then open the box for Salah, Mane, and Firmino, and Jota. Mm-hmm. So him in the midfield would go a long way. We've talked about it. And his goal today was, was you know, the kind of goal you expect from a guy who can take a shot like he can. Yeah, and, and one thing that, he always exhibits anytime he makes those cuts in is he rarely he I, I can't recall him losing the ball whenever he decides to, to go on, on, a, on an adventure right um he when he's on the right he'll pass the ball to other people or sometimes he'll lose the ball but whenever he puts it in his mind that i'm going to cut in and create something he almost never gives the ball away right? and he, he creates havoc every time yeah and he knows how to skip past a play how to wait for the player to commit and then shift it up to his, his other foot and that's something that we don't have in the midfield except for Jones, and he's also um, restricted or restrained. The the, the Klopp restraint yeah, method. Yeah, right. So um, I, I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see if and when he does move into the midfield. Um, I don't think it will happen under Klopp, unfortunately, but I think it needs to for, for his career and, and for Liverpool as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, a steady diet of these kind of goals would be a, a pretty good thing to live with for us. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, I, I don't think today's shot from Alexander Arnold was spectacular. I think this was what he gives you. Yeah. And, and we've seen Steven Gerrard do that so many times, right? Yeah. Just pick, pick a spot from outside of the area and then just put it in there after a whole bunch of chaos and pinball all over the place. Just pick a spot, send it into the far corner in front of the cop. Yeah. Look, and, and that's, that's the skill that that Trent has, yeah, you know, I mean, and we've seen it on the crosses. He's, he's good at those type of things. So put him in the position where he can do the most damage. The cross is nice, but we don't have anyone in the middle to head it. Right. So move him to midfield where frankly, I think, isn't that his more natural position? That's where he was when he was younger. Right. We moved him to right back because, so he could break into the team. team. But right now, I mean, if we're losing genie at the end of the year, you know, we've got, 
Um, you know, Milner is, is turning 75 years old. Mm. Um, you know, Hendo is unfortunately injured a lot more often now. You know, we can use an extra guy in the midfield, and I'd love a guy who can score from outside the box. Because right now, the only guy we have who can do that is Ox and Fabinho every now and then. Whenever he decides to shoot. Whenever he decides to right. shoot, but it's too rare. Right. You know, and, and we've seen it before. We've talked about it before. When Ox gets the ball... 25 to 30 feet out, the defense has to change. They can't just pack the box. They run at him. Mm-hmm. Having a guy like Trent there would mean that they have to run at him, at which point he can actually do that little skip move where he moves it from one foot to the other and gets around a guy. And then he creates more problems. So, you know, his goal today is confirmation that what we've been saying the whole year is move him into midfield. This is the time to do it. Hopefully we can see it. And, and, he showed it today. I thought that was a brilliant goal. Um, when I say brilliant, beautiful goal, but not spectacular for him. I think he can do that regularly. It was a goal that needed to be scored, right? So yeah. normally the, one of the reasons why we don't score, and we mentioned earlier, is we get blocks because we just shoot it. We, we just, you know, sh- put power and pace. We don't really use accuracy or bend you know, in a, in a crowded area. And it was nice to see him, you know, try to do that at least. And he succeeded. Yeah, it was glorious. I mean, we we won it late, which is nice. We uh, managed to get two goals against Aston Villa again. Fortunately, this time we kept them to less than seven. So, <laughs> you know, it, it worked out a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, look, we, we get a win that we needed. Uh, not just the win, we get a win at Anfield. So, you know, we we can take this as a little bit of belief, a little bit of momentum um, and say, you know what, we can win at Anfield now on to Real Madrid and win or lose against Real. I think we're in a much better position now to challenge for a top four spot for the rest of the year. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website. <laughs>